the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So, I thought for a minute I was going to be able to give you a break from discussing the American embarrassment, this dimwit in diapers. Because what I was going to do is break the show on my own terms. See, I understand. First thing when I got the radio station, people said, you know, you might not want to talk about abortion. You lose a lot of people. And I thought about that advice the way I think about most advice. Shut up. I decide what's relevant. And abortion to me is the greatest sin, the greatest atrocity of this country. By far, it is not even questionable. You have already killed 65 million babies. And I may be light on that count. It is an evil that I have a hard time even wrapping my head around. What kind of a human being is capable of that? But... I've always understood it is a philosophy most subscribed to by Democrats. And the American Democrat, to me, is capable of any evil. Because they are the most self-absorbed, selfish, greedy rats on the planet. They're like the communists across the world. And they are. Same ideology. So when you're dealing with somebody whose main principle is... I should be able to kill my own kid without being charged with a crime. No repercussion. And by the way, other people should pay for it. You're not going to reason with them on the nuances of Keynesian economics. Because you're dealing with somebody who is capable of murdering their baby. End of story. And I'm not wrapping this in religion. I don't have to. It's a human being. Any one of us that had a child or cherishes life should understand that. We also should understand what you do when you kill a human being is you take away the possibilities of how that one person could change the world. The greatest example against abortion is someone I completely disagree with. Someone I think is wrong just about everything. However, it is undeniable his effect on the world. And I always refer to Barack Obama, whose mother was 17 years old. His father was a 33-year-old married degenerate who impregnated somebody of a different race at a time in this country when that was kind of a big deal. Yet, thank God for her. She stood fast. She said, I'm going to have this baby. She went home and had the baby, and that baby became the president of the United States. So I always remember that when people tell me and try to dehumanize the baby. And that's all the Democrats have been doing since they were able to misconstrue 
and pass somehow the right for the mother, the only one that is supposed to protect the baby, the only one, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that, not, you're, you, go ahead, kill the kid. Do you, you, you like the numbers in your checking account? Is the timing bad? Is this not a good time for you to have a kid? That, then, then whack the kid. So this is what we're dealing with. And then all the rest of it, I have to hear about how it's a right. But today, right before I went on, the idiot, the idiot, the, the dumbest president this country's ever seen, the most corrupt by far. And that's saying something, baby, because out of those 46 scoundrels, I think you got about five that are decent. But this one tops the cake. Here's what this idiot said. This Texas law that restricts killing the baby after you can hear a heartbeat, after we know for a fact it is unequivocally a human being. I mean, I guess we could argue the science, all the people who want to beat me over the head with their phony science, they don't like the real science. Texas said, look, if you can hear the heartbeat, you can't kill the kid. Simple. And it's a state. So here's the good news for the people out there, the wretched scum that would choose to kill their kid. Come to Illinois, scum. We pay for it all. It's the abortion dumping ground. Just get in your car, take a Greyhound bus. I'm sure we can wrap that in some some welfare for you so it's not out of pocket expense. Come here and kill your kid. Because that state said, look, we're not killing the kids when we can hear their heartbeat. But Joe Biden said this is an extreme violation of a constitutional right. And that was just too stupid for me to handle because... The only constitutional right being violated is that constitutional right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of it, of the baby. That's whose constitutional right is being snuffed out by, ironically, the one person who's supposed to unconditionally love him. And these are the people that you think, honestly, do you think you're going to win over with an argument of the destruction philosophy of socialism? You think you're going to win them over? Their first position is, look, I'm going to kill a kid, and nobody should go to jail for it. And we should never speak of it. And we should hide it behind a word, abortion. I want you to understand the mindset of who we're dealing with and why why you're never going to win this argument. I'll never forget, I used to golf. You wouldn't know, but I was okay. And a buddy of mine when I grew up, it was a different world. You were not a kid. You, you know, you were always worried about getting ahead and money. So we grew up in a different pace. We were looking to make money. We were either looking to go on a date or make money. That's how, how we grew up. So I was a teenager. I grew up with older guys. My buddy invites me golfing, and I don't know the guy, but, you know, you go out and you could see he's a side nose, right? He's got the El Dorado. The, you could see he's, he's, he's some sort of a tough guy. So I don't know him, and I don't know his name. We go play golf, my buddy Tony. And uh, we're betting. And I, I don't want to bet. I don't have a lot of money, but my buddy's got money. He says, all right, I'll back you. Don't worry about it. So we're in the, we're, and the guy hits the ball, and he goes in the woods. And I hear him in there swinging five, six times. Hits the ball, comes out, hits the ball again. The time we said, what'd you get? He said, I got a five. I told my buddy Tony, five. Now, I don't know him. I don't want to call him a cheater right there. I just met him. And I got in the cart with Tony, and I said, hey, Tony, you don't think this guy would, would lie? You know, would, you, would he cheat playing golf? He said, cheat. He said, this guy's, this guy's a button man. He's a knuckle breaker. You don't think he's going to lie on a scorecard? That's the caliber we're dealing with when you talk about a pro-abortion Democrat. They're willing to kill children. You don't think they're going to lie to you about the people we left behind in Afghanistan? Oh, no, there's 100, 200. Don't worry about it. You don't think they're going to lie to you about Obamacare and the implementation of it? 
No, it's going to work out great. Rates are going to drop. You've got the doctor. Don't worry about a thing. It's going to be great. You don't think they're going to lie to you about every aspect of every plan they have to put you under their thumb like fatso Pritzker so you can't leave your house without his permission or open your store or the rest of it? You're dealing with people capable of not only killing their kids, justifying it, and trying to solidify it with law. And we're so advanced. We're the most progressive country in the world. We're the most compassionate. We're a superpower. 65 million kids you killed. How many Barack Obamas were in that mix? How many damn profs? How many pictures of adoption? Pictures of a life well lived? Did you take away from history? I say 65 million, but I'm not a Democrat. Because only a Democrat could live in a sewer city where 50 kids get shot and nobody gives a rip. And they use the standards that they create, the failure of the ghettos they build, as excuses to take more rights and more money from good people. So if you think you're going to reason with these dogs, you're wrong. What this is is an advertisement for good people to move to Texas. That's what this is. Because Texas has it right. So if you care about your grandkids, if you've got a daughter that's a little shaky, might be with some bad caballero, drugs on the weekend, telling you how it's her right to kill a kid, move that girl to Texas. So that at least... Somebody can get sued. Because until we start putting away murderers of all people, you're just going to get more murderers and more justification for it. So when the sitting president, this dimwit, this feeble, flaccid old man, who hasn't worried about making a kid for 30 years by the looks of it, starts telling you how it's an, it's a, it's, it's an atrocity, extreme violation of the constitutional right of the murderer, with never representing the kid, realize what you're dealing with. And focus that every time we have one of these discussions on the nuance on the nuance of Americanism and the nuance of capitalism and taxation and health care and all the rest of it. Because when you're talking to somebody capable of kill, killing their kid, you ain't going to get the right answer from them, that's for sure. This is a very peculiar situation designed... To create legal complications. Now, before I, I played that too fast. This is Jeffrey Tubin. Now, you remember Jeffrey Tubin. He's the guy who likes to pleasure himself on Zoom calls. I just find it funny that a chronic masturbator wants to talk about the right for people to kill kids. This is a very peculiar situation designed to create legal complications by Texas. Because of the law Berman just mentioned, the way the law is structured, it is not the state of Texas that... Um, enforces the law the way it works in most states, uh, the way it works in every state. It is this system of private enforcement, private attorneys general, it's called. And what this difficulty is that it's created is that it's unclear who the abortion provider should sue. Usually you just sue the state government and and the court issues an injunction on state government, don't enforce the law. With no single enforcer of the law there is this procedural problem that abortion providers have that there it is unclear who they're supposed to sue that's what's creating they're suing for the right to kill the baby notice how they never follow through just have some follow through tubin huh but that's not the first time he heard that the reality is they're advocating for the murder of a baby you don't need religion to hide behind that you don't have to use religion It's the right to life. 
It's the fundamental foundation of all freedom and of this country. So let's, this is why I promote secession. Illinois is done. It's never going to pick its head up. This is the land run by the Marxist mafia. Come here. It's an abortion drop zone. We got you covered. You could take the money and good conscience from people like me, pay for your, you, you know, whack your kid and move along. These are the states that are damned. These are the states that will take down the rest of the country if they are not cut off and, and separated. That's the only hope for states like this. Because you're dealing with the amount of people in this country that believe this shenanigans, that it's the right of only the mother to kill the baby. I've always wondered, why doesn't the father get to sue? You kill my kid? You don't need my permission? Nothing? Equality? Justice for all? Equal? Let's have equal treatment before the law. Oh, okay, you want equal. I just want to give you a little perspective of who Democrats are and what they are. And that's why, unless you understand that you need to go to places that protect your freedoms and your rights, you're just going to continue to be under the thumb of tyrants the whole time justifying it. Because after all, Joe Biden and the Democrats, this is fine. Don't worry about it. It's nothing important. 312-642-5600. Yeah, that's my kind of night. And of course, they're going to have the pushbacks. Incest makes up for point zero zero one percent of all pregnancies. Besides, where would England be without incest? You're going to tell me Prince Charles? There's had some cousins there, boy. Where would it be? That's about, what about rape? Well, how do you know Winston Churchill's mother wasn't raped? How do you know? How does anybody, ba- how does anybody know if their mother was raped? Why should you have to die for it? Sorry, is that too thin? Do I think that? Huh? I'm just saying, man. I'd like to think a little bit before we start killing babies. How about this? How about we pardon the babies and abort criminals? Ooh. Now there, I like that idea. I know I, I don't get You're talking it. about birth certificate revocation. Yeah, there. <laughs> got all kinds of topics. But remember what Joe, Joe Biden says. It's an extreme violation of a constitutional right to kill your child. Whew. That's not good. All right, let's go to the lines. I don't get a lot of calls. I understand. Because abortion's a touchy subject. I understand you're not supposed to talk about it, but that's not how I run a show. Everything I talk about has a principle. Everything I talk about has a fundamental right versus wrong. Don't be afraid of these arguments. The fact that we are unwilling to have these arguments is how it became so normal. So normal for people to sit idly by while children are being killed, murdered. It's just disgraceful to me. You gotta love the Democrats though. The same sense they'll take the, the, the needs of select kids, select kids, and then extort money from other people for those kids. What about the ones you kill? Don't worry, you're paying for that too. I, I had about enough of it. Pat Lockport. Hey, John, I have to say I absolutely love your program and every single thing that you talk about. And oh. I could not agree with you more on your stance on abortion. Murder is murder. Is murder. It does if explain why they don't have... care about the kids in Chicago, though. It does explain why they could give a rip about the kids. It does explain oh, yeah. why they could give oh, a yeah. rip that they go all the way through high school. They can't read a paper. It does explain the way they actually they're of their policies because they don't care about any kids. They just say they do. Yeah, but you know what? The only time that those lousy Democrats say my body, my choice is to murder a child. And then they've got the unmitigated gall to turn around. Oh, you know, we got a lockdown. We got to wear a mask. We got to have a vaccine if it saves one life. 
You don't give a fiddler's you-know-what oh, about like saving a life. It's exactly Who right. And it, it all, But think about it for just a minute, Pat. It does explain why they have the audacity to feel they can control every decision about your body and your future and your money. It's the mindset of a demigod. That's what Absolutely. else? Who else but a demigod could say, child, be gone. These are evil people. Thanks, Pat, for the call. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it very much. Now, I'm not sure I'm going to agree with my Teresa. And you know how sometimes I, uh, I love to agree with Teresa because she's got the best greeting of all radio callers. Hi, hi, hi Teresa. Hi, Sean. Um, I was going to ask you, do you remember Dr. Kevorkian? He I, would euthanize terminal patients yep. who wanted to die, and they asked him you know, to help them, and they signed off on it. You know, they, That's what they wanted, but babies don't have that choice. They don't sign off. See, and that, and, I, and I feel that way. And I, you know, I've I've had many arguments with one Dan Prof. I feel that way. If you're terminally ill yeah. and you don't want to be a burden yeah. to your family, do you have the right? There's a great movie, and it was the little chubby guy from Jaws. What the hell was his name? You remember in Jaws, the kid who? Uh, oh, I remember Jaws. God, yeah, I can't remember his name. I love him as an actor too. And he played in the movie, whose life is it anyway? It's a movie made in the '80s. I don't know if you ever saw it. And he's involved in an accident. He's a quadriplegic. And all he wants, to, he wants them to stop keeping him alive. And it's a fantastic movie, and it touches upon the, the philosophy of whose life is it anyway. And that's unquestionably, I, I'm going to agree with that aspect for him. But when you snuff out a baby, that baby yeah. hasn't consented to be killed and have his entire right. opportunity of life to be destroyed. And the idea that we've right. hidden behind this word to take away the reality of you are killing the baby. You are killing right. the future. That life will never be a benefit to this world or this country. It is, it is, I can't, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. But thank you very much, I Teresa. I You're welcome. All right. Ari in Lincolnshire. I, I think the kid from Jaws is Jeffrey Voorhees, by the way. No, but, no, no. Uh, I'll know his name if you say it, Ari. But I, I, he was the one, remember, he was the scientist. My guy, McBath, is going to look it up on the. Yeah. I'm All talking right, about well, Dreyfus, you know, Richard Dreyfus. Couldn't remember his name. Ah, there you go. go ahead. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. a kid. He was like 40 year old. Ah, to me, he's a kid. Go ahead, Ari. What I was going to say is what I always found perplexing about the liberals was they have no qualms killing the kid in the womb, but they'll fight, you know, for the murderers and the child molesters. I remember in 2012 when they had that man that sodomized his stepdaughter and they the, Gins, the Ginsburg, the Supreme Court said they couldn't put him to death. So you can't kill a criminal, but you can kill a kid in the womb. It's truly amazing, and it goes to show you, though, the mindset of the Marxist. And you know, I say Marxist because I want to, I want to point out it encompasses the socialists and the communists. These are also people who are very willing to kill people. They're very willing. They have an absolute disregard for life, especially when it doesn't agree with them. So, I mean. It kind of lets you in. To me, it's a window to who you're dealing with. Who am I dealing with? I'm dealing with someone who is touting that they should have the unmitigated right to kill their baby. It's Then the conversation's over. I really don't want to talk about uh, progressive tax with you anymore because I know who you are. Thank you, Ari, for the call. I truly appreciate it. All right, I got to go, go do one more. All right, one more in a hurry. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hi, Lloyd. How you doing? Good, buddy. Hey, um, the caller before me, the female, had the same thing about Dr. Kevorkian, so I must be on the right page when you got multiple pe- people thinking of the same thing. But let's go and be a little facetious. Hey, my kid's a teenager and driving me nuts. How about I kill him now? 
or I don't want to take care of my grandparents, you know? I mean, where does... So you're going to have to come up you with it. You're going to have to come up with it with a nifty name like post-birth abortion. you got to start sewing words together. That's how they pass all this nonsense anyway. Thanks, Lloyd, for the call. I'll be back right after this. Kenneth Raposa. Ken is an industry analyst from the Coalition for a Prosperous America. Boy, oh boy, wouldn't it be nice if we all were members of that? Fortunately, we're not. He's a former staff foreign correspondent for the Wall Street Journal, senior contributor to Forbes, covering China since 2011. He's seen a lot. I wanted to bring you on, Kenneth. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks, Sean, for having me on. I love I love the Coalition for a Prosperous America. And I'm I'm really disheartened by how many Americans do not understand what made us prosperous. It's the fundamental principles of freedom and liberty in America. And um, you've seen a lot of of foreign issues in trade with China. You also came out with an article, kind of telling us about how Afghans should be a global energy player, but it won't. And I would like you to expand on that for me, please. Sure, sure. So you know, obviously, we have the big story of Afghanistan. It's the headline 24-7. And one of the satellite stories to the main military operation was, oh, look at all the goods that Afghanistan has in the ground. Gold, lithium, oil, rare earths, and we're leaving it there. And China's going to get it, or Russia's going to get it. Well, here's, here's I, I have uttered this quickly. word, so that's why I'm interested in what you have to say. I really have. Okay, so here's, here's Here's a quick example. Here's a quick and best example. So since 2008, China has had a lease on a copper mine, the biggest copper mine, I believe, or at least one of the top two or three in uh, Afghanistan. It's, it's, it's pretty big. And this was signed in 2008. They have not dug a single ounce of copper out of the ground since 2008. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to do it in the next two years. I highly doubt that they probably won't do it in the next 10 years. Because here's the thing that people don't realize, right? Let's say you and I, in our backyard, we're sitting on an, you know, an oil field on, under our under our lawn. Yes. Uh, you know, like I love Beverly that Hilton. show. Are you kidding me? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies. So, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies can't get the, 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 the oil out of the ground unless you have an oil rig. Well, I, you know, you know so now I've got to pay someone to get an oil rig there, right? The Taliban's got to pay someone to get the oil rig. The company's going to come in, dig, dig it up. Now they've got to get a pipeline to put it somewhere. Now they're going to get trucks or whatever to deliver. They don't have that stuff, really, in Afghanistan. Afghanistan has been at war since probably the 1500s, with maybe a few years in the 70s when things were looking okay for the country. Yes. Um, I don't see how they pull any of their natural resources out of the ground, not because they're they're stupid but or that nobody wants them, but because it's very difficult to get out of the ground. The amount of money you have to spend on infrastructure would be insane. And you have guys like the Taliban running around and ISIS-K, supposedly running around as well, that might want to blow things up. The protection racket alone to protect your assets would be absolutely insane. The insurance on it would be absolutely insane. Uh, can so it, I can it, I'm from Chicago. Changes. I'm from Chicago, brother. Are you going to talk to me about protection rackets? I grew up knowing go. about this. But here, I'm going to do a little devil's advocate with you because I love these conversations and I rarely get to have them with people as worldly or as knowledgeable as you. So let me explain my position and maybe you can help me. One of my favorite books is the book Titan. And it's the story of Rockefeller. And it shows that, you know, all the time the government was going after him with the antitrust laws, 
they were really using it in more of an extortion tactic, right? They were threatening, threatening. Ironically, as he was losing share market share, they came after him with antitrust. They broke up Standard Oil. And he said, are you sure you want to do this? He then, he's the reason, he goes to Saudi Arabia. They're still pulling oil out with his rigs. It is possible that with the new agenda of our government, the new agenda which is really going to transform the energy business, that lithium particularly could become so valuable that it may it may be worth it. Now, I'm also a real estate broker. I love having options on property because it allows me to decide the circumstances in which I take the commitment. So I understand your point, and I agree with you, by the way. But if I just step back for a moment and try to have perspective of what the future is going to look like as governments, not consumers, dictate the new energy policies of not just America, you're looking at a worldwide movement towards the magical holes in the wall that people think electric cars somehow doesn't run on coal and do damage to the earth and the rest of it. I think it could happen. Am I being too much of a commodity trader? No, you're not being too much of a commodity trader. And, of course, countries like China or Russia and the United States, and probably not Afghanistan, but the, the big players, they think 50 to 100 years out, right? Yep. So, of course, they would want to have lithium, let's say. I mean, 100 years from now, you know, Sean, we, we, we're probably not going to be driving cars on lithium either. We might be driving cars on pixie dust, for all I know. Really? If we're even driving cars, who knows what we'll be using. But lithium, the United States has a lot of lithium. We have, um, we have uh, lithium mines in Nevada. We have a, a big source of lithium, which, which is uh, Australia. Of course, Australia takes that lithium and processes a lot of it in China. We have a lot of uh, lithium ponders in, in Chile. So we're not at, uh, not at a loss of lithium. So maybe 10, Good. 15 years from now, all of a sudden, Afghanistan is a lithium giant. Okay? Yeah. But i got to tell you, I, I highly doubt it. Look we, have, we, okay, look, we have trade deficits with every country pretty much in the world, right? For the most part, right? Our trade surplus, our trade surplus, look it up, just do foreign trade statistics, yeah. census, Afghanistan, the data is right there. It's like 200 and something million dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. and of course that is because you know we're giving money to Halliburton and some thousands of other defense contractors to do whatever they're doing. You can refer to them on this show, Kenneth, as rat bastards, and it covers all of them. Go ahead. Those guys, yes. those guys, right? So, so in our imports from Afghanistan, on a monthly basis, you're looking at under two million dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we don't do really any trade with Afghanistan. Um, Ten years from now, is that going to be $100 million a month? Okay, may- maybe, but by then $100 million will be worth $100,000 for all we know. I mean, honestly, yeah. this country has been at war for many years. It's it's uh, It doesn't exactly have the best and brightest running its government. The guys we thought were the best and brightest running its government fled the coop, and pretty yeah. quickly. So I don't think the Taliban – can you imagine? Can any can you no. imagine the no. Taliban doing that? No, no Kenneth, I, I, I couldn't – you know, I agree. I, I really do agree with the – with the principle of what you're saying unequivocally, my thing is always the future because I don't want the I don't want the the communists in the world to have the only 50 year vo- vision. I like when the capitalists do. And that's why I, immediately when I saw your organization, Coalition for a Prosperous America, I also want our our countrymen to understand that what hurts our country isn't necessarily foreign trade per se. It's so many of the government overreach and various forms of taxation, even though they don't want to call it that, and they call it regulation, and they call it the EPA, when the reality is they just are interested in finding those companies. They're not interested in them stopping. They just want the money. And that only through a repeal of so many of these 
onerous, onerous rules for certain manufacturers and certain things to happen. Can we ever really become prosperous and, and, and competitive on a on an organic level? We could have this Keynesian subsidies where we pay companies to hire people, we pay them to produce, but it's not actually a private economy anymore. And I want to get that back. Am I delusional? I don't know, Sean, if you're delusional, but if we have a global economy, right, which we have, and, you know, and all the big boys, let's call them the party of Davos, the guys who gather in Davos, Switzerland, for the World Economic Forum, those, that crowd, mm-hmm. the world is their oyster, so to speak, right? So for them, if you're, let's say, Exxon, okay, and, you know, we like Exxon in the United States, so you're Exxon, and the government just wants to regulate you to smithereens. They want to shut off your pipeline. They don't want you to do They want to add taxes to this. And whatever it is they want to do, take away your subsidies, because, of course, oil and gas, and especially fracking, got some subsidies. And take it all away because you want to go wind and solar. Okay, whatever. So all these guys will do. They'll just, you know, they'll, it's a big playground. Yeah. You know, they'll just go to Oman. They'll go to, you know, somewhere in the China Sea, wherever. Wherever. They'll just go everywhere. Who suffers? So who suffers? With a, it, well, it the has, consumer it, always the suffers. Regulators, fine. Yeah. What's that? The consumer always suffers. The people suffer. The consumer suffers, but who also suffers, and we don't talk about a lot, is Exxon is a giant company, but where do they get a lot of their widgets? Where do they get a lot of their parts? Well, that's Ken and Sean's, you know, widget-making factory in upstate New York. And Ken and Sean's widget-making factory in upstate New York that services Exxon, that's, you know, out of business because, you know, the oil market is dead. I'm just giving an example. It could be any product line. No, I And so the guys in the middle of the supply chain suffer because big global corporations, you know, and and their billionaire investors and all. Owners, they really they view the world as one big nation state, so to speak. You know, it's one big beautiful blue planet, one big one big you know country, not hundreds of countries, and that's their playing field. And so the government can do what the government wants to do, um, but these guys can always get around it. And this is what makes America sometimes prosperous and sometimes not prosperous, especially if you're in the working class and, and yeah. you're not you don't uh, want to learn the code, for example. We've given up on capitalism. It's just all different versions of corporatism, and it's making me very angry, Kenneth. But here's the other thing I want to talk about. You wrote an article on a CPA's letter to members of the uh, House. Let me ask you this. Why is it that politicians have no problem disincentivizing and destroying American individual investment in business, businesses' investment in business? Why are they so willing to do what everybody knows is wrong? And, and tax companies for making money, tax companies for hiring people, tax companies for expanding their business. When the reality is, if you let them alone, you would have a much better economy for whole, for the whole. So why, why, why do they do that? And sorry, you're going to hear my phone just went on, on That's a right. call waiting. <laughs> sorry about that. No live, live radio. Why do they do that? You know, everybody, every, look, Congress is full of. A hundred different people, okay, and they and sometimes trust me, I'm, I sit on these hearings a lot of times in, in the Senate, and many of them care about all the things that you said too. They they really do, they really do. But again, there's so many competing interests, and again, those big corporate powers that you said earlier that are whining and dining them, that are donating to them. And if I'm donating to Sean Thompson every day, Sean, Sean, come on, yeah. Sean, Remember no, that? absolutely, like, Sean, come on. See, so that's kind of how it works, right? That's really how it works. So even though they think like you do, then it's, then it's of course, there's ideology in play. You know, it's not one answer. It's never one answer. We try to make it easy in radio and news yeah. and stuff. We want to get something done in 10 seconds, and, and it's hard to do, even though I talk really quick. But it's hard to 
it's hard to nail it because they do care. A lot of them really do care. But the reason is because they're, you know, they have lobby groups that are working in and they should do X, Y, Z. They have an ideological view that says, no, they shouldn't do this. For example, we were talking about oil earlier. Maybe they're ideologically opposed to that. They don't like big corporate power, whatever it is, and so they're opposed uh, in that way as well. So there's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. um, and it's always a battle. You know, it's, it's, never, it's never a battle that's won. It's a, it's a constant battle. And until, until we regulate the lobbyists, until we end that industry, that, that, that pimping of political power until we stop yeah, it right it's right, going to yeah, continue good, good luck with that yeah good luck with that and that's the thing and then it, one last thing before i let you go and then i'm gonna let you go you've been covering china since 2011 everyone has the feeling that they own our politicians like uh don corleone did in the godfather like chiclets in their pocket we all are aware of the investments and the kids and all the rest of it are they in fact winning Oh, Sean. Okay. They're winning on a lot of ways on the ideological side, but on the business side, I will tell you, and this isn't maybe another show, I don't think that, I don't think that they're winning. They're, they have never lost so much, in fact. Okay. Well, but on the ideology side and other, and other issues, then they are definitely winning uh, on, on that battle. Okay, there are many people in our Western society, and I think it's included, who believe the CC mo- CCP model, the Chinese Communist Party model, is the way to go. Top-down authoritarianism is the way to go. And so in that respect, they're winning. But in terms of business and trade, hmm, China's never had it so bad, let's put it that way. And not love that it. so bad means that they're really bad, but it's bad, worse than it's been. I love it, and it's what gives me optimism. I, I'm old enough to remember when Japan was going to buy everything, and I loved when they bought it, and then uh, we bought it back at 30% of the cost. So listen, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Coalition for Prosperous America, I'm going to check it out. I want everyone to check it out, and I hope to God you uh, hit your mission statement. Thank you so much for joining me, Kenneth. Thank you for having me, Sean. Wonderful. We'll, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. I'm often asked, who's my favorite president? I liked Reagan very, 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 very much. I mean, I think he was fantastic, and what he did to the economy is why we rode that boom until politicians destroyed him. Calvin Coolidge had my favorite expression, the business of America is business. Because what he understood is the business of America isn't fueling the economy in directions you want it to go so you have fronts for campaign subsidies. That's what we have now. We use this word corporatism. It's not strong enough. You've got a scam going on. This is an absolute and total economic fraud. The only thing in this economy that's thriving are areas where the government is funding with everybody's money, a very select minority. They are paying lobbyists who are bribing politicians. It's a scam. And until you correct it, until you understand it, you're going to keep listening to absolute and total dimwits like Biden, who's never run anything but knows exactly how to corrupt everything. That's the difference. You got to start to figure out what you want to do with this country. So if you want just a well-managed communist country, then keep voting for bipartisan fascism, bipartisan tyranny. By the way, if you're online, Robert in Oak Park, yes, I think it was yesterday it was Ella French's birthday. It was disgusting and upsetting. But I care about people. I'm not a Democrat. They don't mind murdering kids. You think they care about 30-year-olds? I don't think so. All right, when I come back, I am going to take your calls. 312-642-5600. Hang on the line if you are on the line. If you want to be, now's the time to call. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Interesting, interesting times. It's always very important to understand the principle of things. You're dealing with people that want to kill babies. You want to stick up for terrorists, though? I love that part of it. Justin on the west side. Yes. Um, I, uh, you know, you, you're discussing how Democrats want to kill babies. Uh, I was curious how you reconcile being a Republican with, uh, and Reagan, especially being your favorite president, considering how they like to. He doesn't listen at all. Justin, you don't, you don't listen at all. I said he's one of my favorites. I said he's okay. one of my favorites. Okay. But I, I, still, I, feel like say, of, I feel like a lot of Republicans have like this blind spot uh, about pro-life when they. Wait, 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 pro-life. You know, I mean, there's, pro- a lot of, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of collateral damage when it comes I'm gonna, to bombs. Are you as tore up about those, as, uh, about those babies being killed by, I'm tore by up money about- that, are, that, that, funds, that, that funds militias and, you know, uh, overseas? And, so you know, is, you know, is this stuff? Are you know, do you know what the word is? Does can, this tear you up as much? Could you lower as, him because he's not going to let me talk. Lower him. Do you know what the word conflating means? Yes. Do you? Do you what does it mean? Uh, uh, it means when you kind of can, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm listening. It means when you kind of, uh, you can, when you kind of make two things that are, you know. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're taking my stance, my stance on, on babies, on a mother killing babies. And then you, you called me pro-life. Do you think I'm pro-life because I want the babies to live? See, I'm not pro-life. I'm pro-life. No, that's a definition you gave it. Like abortion for killing the baby. It's another definition Democrats given. See, I'm pro-innocence. I have no problem killing guilty people. None. In fact, I'm an advocate for killing guilty people. Jeez, we, so we're here's not the just thing. killing the so guilty when you're people. Talking, we're, we're killing innocents. When you're talking... Right. When, no, Barack Obama was killing innocents when he drone-struck and expanded a two-front war to nine. But you're people, okay with that, right? How many of the Contras killed... He's not talking. The Contras killed how many babies? I'm sure they killed tons of them. Well, the Contras... Right? The con- they didn't kill all innocent people over there. Our bombs are not just, you know, our, bo- our bombs are pretty messy. They they kill people Reagan, that are like... Oh, God. Reagan kill- bombed what country, Justin? What country did he bomb? He also gave money to militias. I didn't talk about money. went around no, and he killed did. others. That's, other seat. I mean, that's the if CIA. Pro, if you're going to be against killing babies... You, I you mean, can't have a conversation with this stupid son of a... You can't have a conversation with him. They're idiots. Ronald Reagan, the only bombs he dropped was Libya. He dropped bombs on Libya because Gaddafi wanted Libya to be a safe house, a clearinghouse for terrorists around the world. Ronald Reagan dropped 300 bombs. He changed the tune of that wacky Gaddafi in Libya. And after that, and after he saw what we did, it wasn't Reagan, it was actually Bush. He saw what he did in Iraq. He started hiring Swedish security female guards and changed his whole tune. He then became a Larry Flint instead of a terrorist kingpin cartel member. I have no problem killing terrorists. I have no problem killing rapists. I have no problem killing people who would kill other people. No problem with that. 
but they have to conflate those two issues and they have to label you. This stupid son of a dog doesn't know me from a chili pepper, doesn't know me at all. But he thinks he does. I'm a Republican. Oh, am I a Republican? I think the biggest problem we have in this country are Republicans that stand for nothing. Not a Republican. Have I voted for Republicans? Yes. Why is Ronald Reagan one of my favorite presidents? See, this spoiled brat, I'm guessing, never grew up in a recession. He has no idea what the 70s was like. He doesn't understand inflation from a Tootsie Roll. Because all Justin had to do was call mommy and daddy and say, I need a little help. My rent went up. So he doesn't know. I can't say dung from Shinola, an old expression. Doesn't know anything. He doesn't understand the reason I like Reagan isn't even all of his policies. In fact, I disagree with some of his policies. However, I love the fact that he finally put the nail in that bankrupt lie called the Soviet Union. I love the fact he was responsible for the wall coming down. And I also love the fact that he created yuppies. And what he did for capitalism, no president has done. None. None. They've all had different versions of of scheme capitalism. Ronald Reagan actually was consulted by Austrian philosophers, capitalists, people who understood the principles of America. So that's why I like Ronald Reagan. As for him dropping bombs on Gaddafi and the terrorists, I have I could give a rip. In fact, that's where we honed in on the tomahawk. From what I understand from my loyal and faithful sandwich eating compadre known as Macbeth, they could fire I'm that too thing. Fat. They could fire that thing through a window. And that has the tendency to change the minds of terrorism and terrorists. So I like some of those things. I have no problem killing people who would be tyrants. I hate tyrants. I have no problem with our veterans who have killed socialists and Marxists and communists. In fact, I'm proud as could be of those son of a guns. So I, uh, I don't know what the term pro-life means. I will not be labeled by some Marxist fascist pig on the west side of Chicago, voting for Lori Lightfoot and those scum, corrupt Chicago mafia members pretending to be politicians while destroying the lives of the people who are forced to live there. So I give a rip what this idiot says on the west side. I only hope he gets what he's got coming to him for being a Democrat. They all should get it for being a socialist, for being a communist. What do I mean by that? They should have to suffer and live under the climate of their own policies because their policies don't work. Without extortion and stealing money from companies and people who actually make things, they don't exist. Their philosophy has destroyed great countries like Russia used to be right before it implemented the policies of the Chicago Mafia Democrat. Then it became the Soviet Union. Hammer and sickle. Workers paradise. How did it work out? Not too good if you weren't part of the communist mafia. Didn't work out too good unless you're in the government. So these idiots... They're going to label you and you're pro-life. I'm pro-choice, except when it comes to me and the mask, me and the vaccine. Now you're not pro-choice anymore. You're not pro-choice at all. Now you show yourself to be what I always knew you were, a Marxist fascist pig, demigod, who can't fund himself and wants to extort money from everybody else. It's another rat. He's too stupid to listen. Go somewhere else. Go call NPR. Go feel good about killing babies. Feel good about your sister killing your nephew or your mother killing your brother or your wife killing your son. Because that's what you are, scum. So you think I give a rip if you get Austrian economics, Keynesianism, or the nuances of the Reagan foreign policies? To me, you're subhuman. And that's how you'll be treated. Subhuman. Because you're not worthy.
And you could tell he didn't want to have a discussion. That, 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 that. They yell. They yell like those, like the women that I saw were protesting the Target distribution center in the ghetto of Chicago. Did you see these women? They all look like John Denver. All pasty white John Denver. So they went right from Oak Park with their open toe shoes to protest about a distribution center being open in, in a desert, a job desert for the Latin people and the minorities that they say they care about. Bunch of white John Denvers out there. This is bad for the environment. Sure, but you're going to hire 900 people from the... Nah, that's not good enough. That's the kind of scum that not only want to kill your babies, they want to take your money. And you better put that vaccine because you got to save their lives. Not on your life, kid. Not now, not ever. Rat. Victor in Midway. Oh, Sean, you stole my thunder. Thank God you put him in check because it's skinny, millennial, tight team wearing dorks like that that are the hypocrites that, first of all, he tried blaming Reagan. For he wants free Melissa. college. Too bad. Yeah, he wants free Too bad that was the CIA and the deep state. He didn't let you finish. No. But also, these are the same hypocrites and Democrats that overlooked the fact that Biden is compromised by China and who knows how many other countries. And he just handed over all these, which I heard you report on it, the $3 billion of rare earth many, minerals that China's going to mine and then price Dow just for, but these little idiot Democrats are just hypocrites. They overlook stuff and, like that. And you know what's and they funny? They overlook the Black Hawk helicopters hanging people, which was Biden's fault. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. I want to ring his neck. I'll tell you another thing, Victor, that's, that's, that I was going to give him the grace and explain to him that it was the CIA, ironically, once headed by Reagan's vice president, who I didn't like at all. It was the CIA who organized the Iran-Contra, which that kid doesn't understand. He watched a YouTube video, and now he's an expert. He has no idea that that also ties bipartisan into good old Bill Clinton. That's why old man Bush called him another son. And that same CIA operation is why Mena, Arkansas, became a hub of industry. Did it? No. It just became a drug capital. Yeah, I know. I like to pronounce words different. There's a guy right now going around introducing himself as Solomon, thanks to me. Don't knock all the time I uh, mispronounce things. It works for me. It's true. All right. We'll be back after this. Mark and Evanston, you go first. I love the Evanston liberals. I do. Driving around in the Mercedes waiting for the trust fund check. Down with the people. We're going to take him first. 312-642-5600. Nice pull. The Illinois Democrat, scourge of the earth. They vote for the mafia bosses. They wallow in the failure, and they're going to tell you how to live. I love it. Especially love it when they drive Mercedes. I call them the Mercedes Marxists. I love the ones in Evanston. Mark in Evanston. Yeah, Sean, if your father would have stuck around, maybe you wouldn't have been hanging around with criminals in your younger days, Uh and then you wouldn't be such a piece of trash. Would you like to come and correct me, Mark? 114 West Park Avenue. There you go. Here, give me your address. I'll be there after the show. You can correct me. You wouldn't invite people to fight like a child. See, I did have a father. In fact, he still owes. He's down. He's down in Florida right now. He owes me eight grand for was, an air conditioner. I was just gonna say, you talk to your dad <laughs> every day, on like a daily basis. Yeah, I t- not only that. See, they think they know you because I said my parents were divorced. So, right. That, but here, that's a window. Well, that's and projection. I want all the minorities out there to th- to see how the how the Evanston white fascist scumbag thinks of you. Well, see, they think down on you. See, and maybe if his daddy didn't have some trust fund from some Irish drunks. 
booze salesman, he would feel a little differently, too. Sean, that's just a, evidence of tolerance. Do you know why I make fun of the, of the fascists? Why I make fun of, like, Pritzker's physical appearance? Not just because it's easy. See, tyrants and bullies don't like to be made fun of. I don't mind making fun of Make fun of me. Go ahead. That doesn't bother me at all. My parents were divorced, if anybody wants to know. My father was involved, but my uncles and my grandfather were more involved. My father was a Marine in 59. He had a hard time, bricklayer, handsome son of a gun. Just like the, you know, just like the kid. It's genetically. I'm genetically cursed with this. So a lot, of, a lot of women in the 70s went after him. My, my mom didn't like that too much, you know, and they got divorced, but they still remained friends. He was out with the boys a lot. Always involved with me and my uncle and my grandfather. They took over. But, you know, there wasn't a socialist, communist. There wasn't a trust fund baby. There wasn't one of them that ever told me I was entitled or I was better than somebody. There wasn't one of them that taught me to look down on people who didn't come from wealthy families or didn't have a father or mother. They never taught me that. They always taught me you hold yourself with dignity and never bowed down to anybody from intimidation. And, in fact, stick up for yourself constantly. And the one thing a bully hates isn't just to be knocked on his ass, which I love doing. It's to be ridiculed and made fun of. And that's why I do it. Because the idea that we let these feeble fascists push us around, they need to be made fun of, especially when they look like a manatee, especially when they're comfortable telling you all this stuff. He couldn't argue one point because this scum lives in Evanston on a trust fund, trickle trust. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Never earned a dollar in his life. So he doesn't care about capitalism. He doesn't care about the ghettos that the Chicago Democrat builds. He doesn't care about the kids that get shot over the weekend. His whole idea is to penalize other people to pay them off so he feels superior because that's what an American Democrat wants. They want to pander. They want to condone with their arm on your shoulder. You're just as good as everybody else. Let's make a law that says so instead of giving them the opportunity to do so and prove it. They're the scum of the earth. That's why I don't even like that they can listen to the show. I wish we had a subscription policy. I think we do much better. All right. Uh, Steve on the south side. Hey, Sean, don't worry about him. All those metrosexuals do is project their own insecurity. I, I, you know, my old man's 80 years old. I got news for you. If he heard what that guy said, the 80-year-old, he'd beat the taste out of his mouth. You got to love that. Sure. And, 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 and they guy sold like an empty suit. Oh, you, and you got to go like this. And, oh, <laughs> and you always want to hit I don't want to hit people. I want you to look at me in the eye the way I'm willing to look at everybody in their eye. And tell them, I don't yeah. change this. This is it. You know, everybody goes, how do you do the show? This isn't a show. This is what I think about the issues. I'm not doing a show. Hey, I'm reason, like this all the time. The reason I was calling, yeah. the reason I was calling is that I was talking with my brother-in-law. And Gary, if you're listening, I love you. All these Democrats understand is raw, unadulterated power, whether it's physical power, money power. And he was talking, well, look, what happens if Elder wins in California? I says, wait, wait until he wins. It's going to make the riots that we had over the summer look like child's play because they're going to be screaming, crying babies that they didn't get what they want, just like with Trump. They're going to fight everything and burn and loot everything if Elder gets in in California. He thinks you're going to be able to talk and reason with these people. They don't listen. They, they can't. Do see, here's, do you know, I mean, the reason that they can't do that is because ultimately when they present their argument, they hear the falseness in it. They hear the failure. They have to look around. You, get, you have people in the city of Chicago that have voted Democrat their whole life as alderman after alderman, corruption, principal after principal, corruption, all of it. They see the kids. 
that their Chicago public school produces the chaos and the mayhem. And they're still going to advocate for it because they have the mindset of a slave or even worse, they have the desire to be the master. And that's the system they want to keep in place. Thank you very much for the call and good luck to your brother-in-law. Shelly and Elgin. Hello. I just wanted to uh, add to the abortion discussion. I've had this discussion twice this week already. Um, and the bottom line, from my perspective, is I have never understood why we do not prosecute and incarcerate the women if abortion were illegal, why the women who have it performed upon their bodies to kill their children are not criminalized as are the doctors. So uh, you just heard the president. David, thank you for the call. We have a bad line there. Uh, you just heard the president say that it is an extreme violation of the Constitution to protect the baby. So this is the America in 2021. This is the one where all of those World War II veterans went to fight the Third Reich. This is the one they were trying to prevent. You don't have to watch Man in the High Castle anymore. They at least had Hugo Boss suits. We have the same socialists, the same fascists, only they're in office. And they're prepared to regulate everything from the moment you wake up till the moment you wake up. Everything. Nothing is yours. And least of all, they've lost the perspective of what America really is. It's to stand up for the rights of the baby, not the mother that wants to kill it. It's about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for the baby, not the mother. Otherwise, you're just justifying murderers. And if we're going to start doing that, let me know where I could hand in a list. I got a list, baby. We're going to justify it? Let's justify it. We'll give it a fancy name. You could hide behind it, and you could take away the vision of what you're really doing, which is killing the most the prime example of absolute innocence, someone that cannot defend himself in any way, and you're going to go in, you're going to hack him apart, you're going to feel good about it. 312-642-5600. That's an oldie, but a goodie. All right, I got to take Otto. I got to take Otto. There's no question about it. I just saw this. I'm sorry I didn't take you earlier. Otto, Lake Villa. Yes. How are you? Yes. Um, Sean, you forgot that... Ronald Reagan was a communist killer. That's one of the reasons why I like him as as president. He was one of the best, the the best president in my lifetime. Yeah, I'm 74 years old, and it's probably going to be the only time you get feedback from somebody who actually grew up kitty corner to where Ronald Reagan grew up in Dixon, Illinois. Dixon's my hometown. I graduated in high school in 1964, moved up to Lake County in 1991, been here ever since, but he was a communist killer. Do you think that had he been uh, governor of California right now, that any of the stuff... No, well, I mean, history proves that you... It would be it would be wonderful as it would be and was prior to the socialist Soviet mindset and invasion. It would have, it would have been what it was at one time the best state with the largest economy, the most prosperous, the best quality yeah. of life. That's what it was. It wasn't yeah. until it adopted the Soviet system that Ronald Reagan was crucial in destroying. It adopted that Soviet system and it became what you see today a hellhole. In which exactly. people are fleeing. So, you know, you, you win the argument on the, on the fact. We don't, have, we don't have to pontificate about theories. See, the, 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 the Soviets and the socialists and the, and the American Marxists calling themselves Democrats have theories 
I got a theory. I got an idea how this will work. Let me put a little bit here. We'll put our left wing in. We'll take our left wing out, turn all about, and it's going to be utopia. We don't have that. We have the fact of American principles. What made the country great? Freedom, liberty, capitalism. Correct. None of this nonsense. was one of the most inspirational presidential speakers in our lifetime. When people listened to him, they understood basically where he was coming from. Because Um, he could explain those principles of capitalism because he was very well versed. He was very well read in in the fundamental principles of it. And he understood the enlightenment. And he could explain that in a voice because he was an older gentleman and in a character that even Democrats could understand. And that is a gift. That is a gift. Yes, it is. And, uh, and you know, uh, we need that right now. And I don't think we're going to get it because, I, I, in my opinion, there are too many Illinois Democrats throughout the country. And I mean that just by ideology. Well, they, that's for sure. I, I agree 100 percent. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. You're 74. You lived in the sweet spot of the country. You really did. Yes. You saw the yes. boom after World War II. You saw all of the greatness and the accomplishments that everybody you know, fantasizes about or remembers. You saw the quality of life in a country that had a very vibrant earning class. They call it a middle class. It's really an earning class. And now what you see is the Soviet implementation of government-subsidized living that destroyed the cities like Chicago. You're, you're, you're So, you know, the good news is, you know, I'm 53. What do I got? 25, maybe 30 years. I got to stick around with this nonsense. So at least we have good memories, brother. And you got to live kitty corner from Reagan's house, and I appreciate you listening and appreciate you calling. Everybody goes, what is that, defeatist? I'm not defeatist. I'm a realist. You think that these people that we're discussing, these people who are insisting on putting forward an ideology that everyone knows fails, that everyone knows leads to this collectivist corruption where the few oligarchs are the ones that have the ear of power, and the rest of us are all put under this idea that politicians will decide our quality of life. Like you're seeing right now with the new variant. Do you need to be, do you need to go to a a circus and sit down across from a gypsy with a crystal ball to see what's going to happen here? You already see what's happening with Pritzker. Now this clueless butter handed trust fund baby who never ran anything is very confident taking away the restaurants and the stores and the opportunity from people who never had a trust fund. Very comforted taking people who were working and saying, well, you don't have to work. Go on the government cheese. And by the way, you, you people who pay rent, don't pay rent anymore. What about the landlords? They'll be fine. After all, they're the, they're the bourgeoisie. And it is the same argument of every Marxist since that low-life scum, Karl Marx, and his boyfriend, Engels, wrote the Communist Manifesto. This is what you're living through. You're not going to reason with these kind of people. They're unreasonable. And if they were reasonable, they wouldn't even let they wouldn't even utter the principles of socialism. They wouldn't even allow this dimwit in diapers to even say for one minute, only he and his ilk can somehow deliver prosperity. They would know from the history and the reality of their philosophy that it is a nation slayer. Uh, Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, it gets me so ticked off. These young punks that call, they're all so tough. You know, they're tough on the radio from 50 miles away. How many of them would be willing to put the uniform on? My kid, upper middle class family, decided after 9-11 he's going in the Marine Corps. He serves 10 years. How, 
how many of these kids today, and then I had to defend that when I would go to social events and people would go, how, why would you let your son go into the Marines? I go, because he wanted to serve. He didn't want to take. He wanted to it's, serve. It, it's an ideology. It's, it's, it's just a different character issue. And, you know, I say this, I, I didn't serve. And I didn't serve because at, right. at, at that time, you know, it was a, I, we had come, my family had, had suffered a massive loss in, 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 in Vietnam. And they, the, my uncles were, were, didn't want me to serve. And, and they also showed me what we're living through. Brave warriors, men of true patriotism controlled by corrupt cowards like Joe Biden. And this is how it ends. So it's, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate scenario because you take these kids like your son. You take their optimism. You take their patriotism. You blindfold them with that flag and you put them in the, in the direction under the tutelage of the least worthy in this country called politicians. And it's a sad thing. We used to think there was a, a, an upper echelon of the military that represented the warriors rather than was bought and sold. By the no, companies, they're politicians, too. they're politicians too. So it's a it's a sad scenario. But good luck, and 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 you know, obviously, we'll all be thinking about your son, and we're all proud of him. I'm proud of him. I don't even know him. I'm proud of him, and uh, I appreciate the call. And by the way, you think I've been giving out the address to these Marxists for years? One one four West Park Avenue. I had the best day ever. I had a guy come in today, Don. Listen to this. Comes in, and he says, uh, "I said, can I help you?" He says, "Well, I smoke a pipe. Can I sit in the back?" And I said, right when he said that, I said, so you're not going to buy a cigar. Now I know I'm dealing with a Democrat. So you just want to come in the store and sit in the back. I said, did you vote for Biden? He goes, well, yes, I did. I said, well, I I knew you were a Democrat because you didn't want to buy anything. You want to sit and mooch. But can you not read the sign on the door that says Biden voters keep out, you stupid son of a dog? And he looked at me and I looked right in his eye. And you know what he did? He was a bigger guy. He said, peace, man, peace. Okay, peace. Get the hell out of the store. Welcome to America. My business, get the hell out. So I t- they never show, they never go through. Because when you're looking at them in that eye, then all their ideas go out the window. Now they know, all right, I'm talking to a man now. I better watch what I'm going to say. And it's not about violence. Because I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm ready to rip him apart with my mouth. I don't need violence. I'll rip you apart with, you, with my mouth. Because if you if you have that ideology, you're not a man. See, they think that... To be a man, you just have to have the three-piece set. No, you have to have principles, integrity, honesty. They have none of it. Their entire philosophy is a lie built on a scam and extortion and fascism. Thanks, Don, for the call. I appreciate it. Tom and Blue, or, uh, David and Lansing. Sorry, I hit the wrong button, Tom. You're next. David and Lansing. Oh, that's okay. Uh, hey, Sean, uh, you, you were in finance, so I think you can understand this. In my physics class uh, in physics classes in college, we always try to come up with or discover the formula that explains what's happening. So I have a very simple formula. I'm going to run it by you. The less one experience has running a business, the more they want the government to hand free stuff out. Yeah, they so don't. They don't understand the principle. Inverse, yeah, it's an inverse proportional thing. Like, but you said something you know, to me. You said you're in finance. Well, here we live in a country that built. The quality of life we have on capitalism, the idea and the reality of how many socialists are among us, I cannot, I cannot reason with that. I cannot believe that. So I cannot understand where America is today and how many of the people who benefit the most, the ordinary man, is who benefits from a society of a private economy. How many of these idiots 
are willing to turn it over to corrupt politicians. I can't believe it and I can't reason with it. So I don't think we're going to do it using um, formulas. I don't think we're going to do it. We're going to have to let go through it. They're going to have to be like the Russians. They're going to have to be boiling socks for vodka. They're going to have one color clothes. Then they'll understand. 312-642-5600. All right, I got time for one, maybe two calls. I like this kind of show. It's kind of a potluck show. I mean, did you want to hear? We all know what happened in Afghanistan. Biden screwed it up. I had to think there. You know, I don't want to want to lose the license. I mean, it couldn't have been dumber, but this is what he is. Corrupt, dumb, failure with a good sales pitch and a $3,000 suit. And there's the Democrats. I think he'll do a fine job. Is that a diaper he's wearing? It probably is, but that's all right. He needs somebody to change it. And now we'll talk about free health care because he doesn't want to pay a nurse to change the diaper. I don't have time. Not even Tom in Blue Island. Tom, you got 30 seconds. Sorry, babe. Sean, do you ever see how angry these pimps get when you just mentioned the idea of protecting an unborn child? Yeah. What, how guilty is their conscience? Quite. How, how else, guilty is their conscience? They're spewing a lie. They just don't want you to discover it. So it's guilty all the time. That's why a liar never likes when you catch on to him. And a liar never likes to be questioned. I mean, after all, how could you justify? Okay, so I understand you don't have a lot of money. Timing might not be right, but you're going to kill the baby? It's the greatest question you could ever ask him. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Robert Curry is an author that I've had the pleasure of talking to before. He's the author of Reclaiming Common Sense. And Robert also writes in American Greatness. And uh, he's written a couple of articles that I really like. How Ignorance of American History Feeds Demigods Who Hate the Constitution. I would call that, uh, I would say, from 2008 to the present. And then we're going to discuss his latest, which I really like, The Oconoclast and Tories. Robert, how are you? Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And I love the premise of this article because I have had a real hard time listening to the word conservative. I have actually said on my show and numerous times, I don't even know what the hell it means anymore. When conservatives have used, they've used that word as a Trojan horse to sneak in corporatists who have destroyed my country at a lesser degree than the open and notorious Marxists. So can you uh, kind of expand upon this article for me, please? Well, um, um, a friend of mine wrote, wrote me that he, when he read um, Iconoclasts and Tories, he didn't know what either word meant. But he said happily after reading the article, he, he did know. So what, I, what the article – I've been writing a series of articles about people who are considered conservatives, who call them conservatives, call themselves conservatives, but are actually uh, opposed to the founders. And, and uh, there are two kinds, I think. The iconoclast, an iconoclast means somebody who who wrecks sacred images. You know, when the Taliban blew up those Buddhist statues in Afghanistan, that's I, that's being an iconoclast. 
crashing a sacred image. So the iconoclast is someone who's ready to overthrow uh, tradition and institutions. So you, that doesn't sound like a conservative, does it? Sounds like there me. <laughs> yeah, my army. Yeah. But uh, these these iconoclasts argue against the founders. For example, I mentioned one in there and discussed one in there who says that he's excited to share the news that it's been figured out there's no such thing as human rights. Now, that's um, not um, something you would think of as a, being a conservative position. That's what the progressives have been saying for the last hundred years. There's no there are no real rights. They're just government. They're just government power and privileges. So he's on the wrong side of that fight. So the iconoclasts are the ones who who call themselves conservatives and yet are opposed to the founders. And the Tories, Tories are what we uh, in, in the during the revolutionary time, they, the the people who were in America who were loyal to the, to England were the Tories. Mm-hmm. And so we still have them around, and and quite a few of them actually. They actually prefer the ideas of 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 the British. To the founders' idea, and they what these people will usually do is they might just like you said they sneak it past you. They they yeah. bring up some horrible progressive thing, and they agree. They say something you agree with that it's horrible, but then when they lead you away from that, either to some kind of anti-founder position or some pro-British position that leaves out the founders. So many people are unaware. That 33% of the population is why this country is called, is, is America today. 33%. Two thirds, two thirds were useless as they are today. I think the numbers have grown to 80%, but I, let's just say two thirds. When you see these, these so-called conservatives and Republicans, it, 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 that's, that's the aspect I want to be in a conoclast too. I want yes. to tear apart that image of what is the resistance rather than the collaborator, which I view it as, to the American fascist, the American socialist. And if we keep falling into their trap, and this is this Joe Biden is the trap as far as I can see. Perfect. And if you, we keep falling into it, we keep funding these so-called conservatives, which are really cohorts. We're going to be we're never going to get better. We're just going to have different versions of losing at a slower speed. How can we break that apart? The only solution – see, the founders delivered government into our hands. That's what the vote's about. And, and the, it, it's, it's, the problems that we have are because um, the American people have allowed it to happen. So we – you and I are trying to do what we can to remind people of their responsibilities and their powers as American citizens. And once we, once enough, and it won't, it only takes 33%. We, we won the revolution with just 33%. If we could get 33% of Americans today really understanding what you and I are talking about, uh, we could have our country back in two or four years. That's the, the system we have. It can be done. So now I'm going to, as long as people are just voting for their team, you know, like they root for the, mm-hmm. the Mets or they root for somebody else and not paying attention, then they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing, which is taking our country away from us. So now I am at the point where I believe, my belief, and, and, and please feel free to, to you know disagree or argue, push back. That's what I'm kind of, I want to be corrected if I'm wrong. I'm not the, okay. a Democrat. But I live in a city and a state that was destroyed 
And the trajectory of it is pitiful and hopeless. It is a welfare state. It lives on the charity of other states. It is as corrupt as as can be. It's almost third world corruption in, in, in Illinois. Okay? The Republicans are in on the scam, the whole nine yards. So my argument is I know that there are hundreds of thousands of good people trapped in this state. When I see states that stoke freedom and Americanism, like the one that I am now a resident of in Florida, my answer is to take everybody who is not in on the scam and is tired of funding it and say, it is time, brother. You got, I know it's uncomfortable, but it is time. This is the time. There is no tomorrow, to quote Rocky Three. It is now time to move to the states that are sticking up for the American fundamental principles and the actual structure of what America is. Those states are down to about 20 to 21. If the Republican, I did it again, I'm going to correct myself. If the American principled people went to those states and strengthened those states, we could sustain the onslaught of socialism that is unavoidable, and I've lived through it, like the one in Chicago, Illinois. Am I wrong? Well, no, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think the, I think it's a brilliant suggestion. I think um, my my thrust has been to try to get people to wake up to what's happening, and that's why I wrote the books and why I write the articles. But people need to take action, don't they? I mean, moving if you can makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, if you can't move, move the thinking of the people in your circle of influence. You know, people. Ha- everybody has a circle of influence, and. And um, and that's the part I've been f- focusing on, but I but that doesn't mean that what you're talking about isn't important. See, it's I mean, whole, there are it, a number of fronts we need to be fighting on, and certainly one of them is 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 election integrity. Our type Thank of God. Republican is an Adam Kinzinger. That's that's pretty much the best you're going to get out of Illinois. There are very well intended, good men. We have a really good one, um, Gary Rabine, running for governor here in Illinois. He doesn't stand a chance because the corruption is so through and through. And and I say that, and it breaks my heart. I love the guy. In my opinion, he doesn't stand a chance because the corruption is so through and through. And the, the gerrymandering has been so intense that it is it is it is forever lost for anything but this mafia corruption Illinois has become used to. We think it's normal. Um, and I think if the fact that they have us so divided is how we continue to lose, where if we went to these states, and it wasn't going to be a question anymore if Florida was going to go red or if Texas was going to go red, because the reality is the Marxists have been doing this for 40 years. They have been infiltrating our industries. They have been infiltrating our bureaucracies. They're spread throughout the land, and it all came from here, right here. We're Saul Alinsky's hometown. This is where communism, where the communist headquarters of America is, Chicago, Illinois. So beat them with their own strategy. Right. The American Communist Party was founded in Chicago. I guess you know that. Mm-hmm. That was the, where, they, where they started. Yeah. And this, this your strategy, I think, is brilliant. And if, because um, the progressives have been using it, we maybe we ought to borrow it. You know, all the the um, uh, there are all these uh, traditional, cons, you know, rock ribbed conservative states in, the, in in New England. Well, they were overrun. They had small populations, and they were overrun by left wingers. And now they, you know, they. They elect people like Bernie Sanders, for golly. I mean, where, where that used to be the rock rib right. conservative. You know, Robert, Calvin Coolidge Day. we can do it faster because we do things better. We're capitalists. We're Americans. So to me, <laughs> right, it took you, it, it, it really is the last 35 years when it is yeah. now normal for children 
to have the audacity to speak to adults who make things go around and tell them how this new idea that they just learned today called socialism is really going to be great. We just have to implement it. So now what I want to do is let's understand and recognize you have put communists in as professors and teachers. So my answer is now you don't go to school. Now we homeschool. I don't want to wait till tomorrow or plan for next year. Right now, break it. Bring your kid home. Teach him the right thing. Get 10 friends together. Teach him the right thing. Because we have to turn this around in a hurry because we are sitting in a country where the bulk of people or the, the, the important corrupt few were very comfortable putting in a political whore like Joe Biden, and they think it's normal now. This son of a gun has been as crooked as Grand Avenue, and I know you don't know where that is, but as crooked as, as can be for 50 years. And we are now living the ramifications and the failure of Joe Biden. And we're eight months in. What's it going to look like in a year? If we don't at least come together and hold up these states that are pushing back against the fascistic demigods like Joe Biden and his voters, they're all demigods. You know, you're absolutely right about the school. That was one of the things on the quick list of things we have to deal with right away. It's not safe to send your children to American public schools. They're going to try to turn them into American-hating radicals. And and if they get to some place like Harvard, oh my God, they'll, what they'll do, the damage they'll do there. You know, the, Harvard just put a person who is an atheist is now the chief chaplain of Harvard. The chief Harvard chaplain is, is an atheist. I mean, it's atheist. almost like a comedy skit. It, <laughs> yeah, it does sound like Monty <laughs> yeah. Python, doesn't it? It's insane. I mean, Harvard was founded to train ministers. People could go there, you know, the prosperous could go there to learn and they, you know, get, a, get an advanced education. But its purpose was to train ministers. And today, Harvard's chaplain is an atheist. Wow. I love that. That is far. Yeah. It is. It is. It, 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 you know, and it's so outrageous. In fact, it's so it's such an assault on common sense, on right and wrong, that before you know it, we're going to be teaching kids. That boys and girls get to decide if they're boys and girls. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Robert, we're too late for that. But we've got to start doing something now. And the way that I want to break it is the way that it was infiltrated. Only I want to do it more directly because for now, we still have a chance that law in this country, not in my state or my city, but in this country, is in fact the shield for American principles. You still have an opportunity. And especially if you can go to these states that have not been corrupted by the Marxist mafia like Illinois has been. I still I am optimistic. And I, think, and, I, and I, instead of arguing with you, I, I, I encourage you to make a campaign of it. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Right. And you know what? There are a lot of people who um, are mobile. Let's, let's take on – it's worked for the progressives to take over states. Let's, let's make it work for us. Yeah. Especially when we're sitting with a governor who's going to tell us how good it is for him to take our businesses, our jobs away, and put us under house arrest again because there's a new variant. It's called the get-on-your-knees variant. I don't know what they're going to call it, but that's what I'm going to call it. You know, I love it when you join me. But then mine is too, you know? Thank you. Thank you. So AmericanGreatness.com is where you can find this article. I highly recommend you go to it. And do you write there off, often, Robert? Yeah, I, I write regularly for American Greatness. When they when they started up recently, you know, they met with me and asked me to be one of their regular contributors, and so I I, I try to re- contribute regularly. I love it. I, Feel free yeah. to steal that idea or run with it, and let's see if we can get some ground because it needs to be out there. So I really appreciate that. I mean, after all, if the Democrats are going to take away your job and your business, why not go to somewhere that's going to help get it back? 
sounds like common sense to me. I love it. His name's Robert Curry. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Now on to the phone line, 312-642-5600. There's so much going on with the economy that no one's talking about. You understand that this bill, they're talking about a bill. It's thousands of pages, 15,000 pages. What the? Are you out of your mind? It's just normal now. Remember when the 2,500 pages of the health care bill was absurd? It was an outrage. Those were good times. The Tea Party was born. Where the hell's everybody now? Mitt Romney's just standing there with a number like a bakery trying to get his piece of the pie for his home state with the magic underpants. Whole damn world's going to... All right, Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks a lot for taking my call there, brother. Hey, you did a great job earlier. Your session's there. Uh, Thank you. Standing up for yourself and basically protecting uh, the truth. You don't have and, a brother uh, named Elvin, do you, Craig? No. All right, go ahead. I do have a twin. I have a twin brother, though. Right. Anyway, so... Uh, you know, earlier when you were talking to Ken there and everything, I'll tell you what, the context of the question about if we're winning or is, is, the, is the key to this. Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter about that money and our, our natural resources and economy. You know, it's the changing of our ideology. Our ideology. They're winning. They're, you see how these, these uh, Marxist leftists and our enemies are destroying the fabric of our, our country, what our country is built on. And we're talking about the young boys and everything, and the kids and all these these people have called in that they're knitwits and everything like that. That's the that's the context of what they're doing to change the change the uh, change America. Huh? The uh, ideology. I understand. Thank you very. We got a bad connection. Craig is a devil, even in a high pitched voice. That's right. (laughs) Thank you very much. You know, when you hang on on that particular line, it does something to your voice. I personally like it. Nobody got the uh, nobody got the elephant joke, but me. All right. Wrong. <laughs> Listen, um, it's it's a it's a dire time. It's a dire time in this country. The the divisions. Everyone talks about the divisions. Well, shouldn't there be? If fifty percent of your country wants to implement a collectivist, top down socialist agenda, run by the most corrupt frauds among us, like Joe Biden. Like everybody who makes him. I mean, th- to play the clips, I thought I'd save you the aggravation. But to play the clips of their willingness to absolutely implement tyranny and fraud and lies. Here's Lightfoot, our own little Lori Lightfoot, dressed in her vest, which I really, really, uh, I used to love a vest then I got. Yeah, honestly, I always wanted, when I went out, I'd wear a vest. I can't do it anymore. Lori Lightfoot ruined the man suit vest. City employees are absolutely going to be required um, to be vaccinated. We're working through uh, those discussions, which have been ongoing now for a couple of weeks. Where's the outrage? City workers are just all in. You know what? I think that they've always been in on anything they say. They always know. Just hang out in the truck and drive around. Go get yourself some manis. Pick up a little something after that. Wait for your retirement to kick in. I mean, after all, those trucks are just pension incubators. Everybody knows it's a scam. I mean, it's a shame. There are some good guys. I know some. I worked with them. Loved them. They knew. Everybody knows. Are we still going to go through the, let's not say anything. We know that the math doesn't work and it's just this payoff and all I got to do is just vote for these scoundrels every time. And in the meantime, you've got 100 years of this and now you've ruined the city. Well, here's the other side of the coin. You're going to do what she says, tough guy. You're going to do whatever they say. Because after all, they're the gods. You're the slave. That's how this works. That's what you voted for, right? 
And by the way, what happened to Ed Burke? What's going on with that trial? Not a thing. What happened to Mike Madigan? How's he doing? Not a day in a castle in Ireland. And the beat goes on. Are you sick of it or did you have enough? It's for the safety um, of all involved, particularly members of the public who are interacting with city employees on a daily basis. Yeah, that's what it's for. In the meantime, you'll do what she says. 312-642-5600. You're going to get used to wearing them chains after a while, Luke. But you never stop listening to them clinking. All right, so the, the lack of conversation is something that the communists, Marxists, fascists all like. They don't want conversation. They don't want pushback. They don't want questions. I've got questions. I'm silly that way. We're from Chicago, Illinois. We know the kind of... Do you think that politicians stand in line to get their license? Do you think that they're, them and their friends have a problem getting a business license? And we all know how it works. It's clout, baby. That's what makes this city run. So I've got a bunch of people who are telling me to do something that have the clout to never have it done themselves. Yet tell me they did. And I'm specifically referring to the vaccine. There's not enough clout in the city of Chicago to have Ed Burke say, all right, I got the vaccine. Give me the card. Done. No inquiry, no nothing. So I got a bunch of people who practice corruption telling, forcing me or implying I must capitulate. Just like we all know about the masks. Just like Lori Lightfoot with the hairdresser, how she got caught after putting how many hairdressers out of business and nail technicians. Debbie, getting your roots done is not essential. And that's what she said right before she went to the beautician. To do what to that head, I don't know. But if that's, you don't need a beautician, honey. You need a magician. But the reality is they don't play by the same rules they implement on us. So I've got all these people. I don't think that they did take the vaccine. I remember what they said. When Trump was going to get the vaccine out. I ain't taking it. If he's not, they all said it. Now they take it. To me, it's just another weapon of control. I don't have to put up with it. But if you work for the city, how much do you have to say about it? I've got Steve in his car. Steve, where am I wrong? Hey, hey how are you? Uh, hey, thanks for what you do, Sean. You're a great voice out here in Chicago. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so here, here's the deal. I'm, I'm a Chicago cop, been a cop for a long time, and uh, I don't understand how Mayor Lightweight can uh, dictate what goes in my body. Seems totally insane. I I, I, I I can't believe that that are the cops are the are the the union. Your union seems strong. You've got a guy that obviously pushes back. Are there enough yeah, he, people he, like you to push back enough to keep it out of your body or lose your job? I'm not, that I'm not, I'm not taking it, no matter what. I'll, I'll, it'll be a lawsuit for sure. There's no way that some elected official can sit there and dictate what goes in my body. That's insane. If I lived in another city, another state, it wouldn't even be an issue. I like just, No, in Florida, in fact, they would never mandate that. But I like right, that you're I like that you're going to sue. I love that. And I think, I think until be a giant, I think there'll be a giant class action suit. And you know what what is astonishing to me? They have the data about our kids. They have the data of the very 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 low death rate among the children. They have the 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 data that Ironically, especially girls are having complicated female problems because of the vaccine, yet they are completely willing to lie about it, even with the data, and they're going to force kids to have it. Shouldn't it be the job of the government to protect citizens? When you went through the academy, wasn't your job, wasn't an aspect of it to protect citizens? Isn't that what it's all about? 
that's what it's supposed to be about. I think that that's somehow changed with the people that uh, have been elected here. I know, I know women, adult women in menopause that are no longer in menopause because of the vaccine. Oh, so talk about young children. That's one thing. But there's issues with older people. How many people have died from the vaccine? What well, it, the CDC's people? to your point, the CDC's own site has sixty nine hundred sixty eight reports of death among people who received the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, they don't clarify if that's specifically because of the vaccine or if they had COVID at the time of their death. They don't um, go into it, but on, by their own numbers. Now, to me, you, you know, you're going to say, oh, they had hundreds of or tens of millions, if not 100 million vaccines. Well, what about the 7,000 people? They don't matter. And, you know, this is the kind of philosophy that is very comfortable having slippage in the form of death and still insisting and still sticking to their point. Steve, I'm going to tell you what I always tell my nephew, and he probably doesn't listen to me either, but stay in the car, will you? Just stay in the car. It's just too risky out there. Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate it. My nephew rolls his eyes at me. My nephew's a bad son of a gun, though. He could take care of himself. That kid doesn't mess around. Russ in uh, Elmhurst. Good afternoon, young man. Oh, thank you very much. How are you, Russ? Not bad, not bad. I just had a, I need your clarification. Is when when I hear the reference that there are Americans that don't want to leave Afghanistan, and I, I cannot fathom. I don't understand that. Those well, are very. It, it's very similar, Russ. It's kind of it's kind of like the babies that don't want to be born. They just intuit what the intention is of the victims of their mayhem. You're going to get used to it, Russ. Welcome to the new America, Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean, uh, I just want to say I've been a federal employee for about 20 years almost and got the memo that said we have to prove vaccination. Oh, boy. And now I got the other memo that said pick your choice, and I picked I do not wish to respond. So they actually gave us a choice that says I do not wish to respond. So we'll see. But so far, so, so well, good. But here's I the thing. I mean, you know, you sound very young, but you got 20 years in. So why not just put in the paperwork? What do you got to wait that is to a certain age before you get the mystical magical pension? Uh, no, I plan on working till I'm seventy because I get paid so much money from the census. Get the hell out of there! You could go to work somewhere else and not deal with it. In the meantime, you I get the pension. Atlanta, Missouri, Sean. Let's I see. bought land in Missouri, like you said. So my husband and I are going down this weekend to start building the cabins. Unfortunately, the prices of lumber are. Five times as much as they were a year ago. Yeah, but they're less than they're less than their highs. But here's what I want to tell you, and I want you I want you to really understand this. When you factor in the high taxation of cost in Illinois, you immediately give yourself a thirty percent raise. Immediately. Just from going to a state in which the onerous taxes are not so confiscatory. That's about forty out of the fifty where you're going to do much better than Illinois. In fact, Illinois is the, is is among if not, it's in the top five of highest tax states. Just just for consumption. All of your things. So, you know, factor that into your decision, because ultimately it's the quality of your life. And I got news for you. We're all going to suffer from inflation under this idiot Biden and his his cohorts and their their actions of feudalomics. However, it's going to be doubly hard for those people in Illinois and doubly hard for these people in, in Democrat states. So think about your quality of life. You got the 20 years in. Go sit, go sit down on your derriere, get a nice little part-time job in Missouri. What the hell? Is I mean, you go work at one of the hotels there, you'll be fine. Come on. Quality of life for Kara. I, I like it, Sean. Maybe uh, the Senator Josh, who I think you might have had him on your show. Maybe I'll work for him. See, there you go. There's always an upside. Have optimism. Thank you very much. As long as you're in another state, this state kind of kills optimism. 312-642-5600. 
I mean, sometimes you'll hand me a, a, an article, Misty will hand me an article, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Taliban fighters are upset. They feel betrayed that the U.S. military left non-working helicopters. <laughs> and they turn on CNN. Uh, what about our humanitarian food? We're going to be paying these son of a guns. There's no question about it. Just like we're paying the fascists and the tyrants here in this country. We're paying them. We've got people that have never worked that are telling us who work how to protect them. I got to protect you, drug addict, low life. And I, you know, a friend of mine texts me. He's like, you know, you're hard on Illinois. Listen, I was all about Illinois, brother. I went to all the Republicans, the kind of Republicans like Bill Brady and Durkin and the rest of these idiot frauds. How about Pat Brady? That scumbag who endorsed Trump or uh, uh, Biden, excuse me, who literally endorsed Joe Biden. These are the kind of guys that got in on when the getting was good. These are the kind of guy like uh, the wife who owns all the gaming houses for the video poker. Oh, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a real conservative, real Republican. Now, listen, I have, the, I have the philosophy of people are free to be a scumbag. So when I hear all this stuff of, ooh, the drug, the, the marijuana places, sure, you're free to be a scumbag, but now i got to pay your health care, i got to pay your unemployment. Why? How did this sneak through with such quiet? And, how did it get through? Oh, the Republicans own the dispensary licenses and the growing licenses and the video game. Oh, it all makes sense now. Like our very own in Elmwood Park, I will never forget this, and every time I see this parallel parking champion of the uh, of the Forest Preserve, Pete Silvestri. I want to slap that dog off his head. He wants to believe his hair. He was the uh, an agent for Gold Rush Gaming and a Cook County commissioner. Oh, okay. And the mayor. Scumbag. So when you think that the Republicans are going to come to your rescue, when the Republicans are like the ones in Illinois, it's time to cut and run, kid. That's just a fact, Jack. I'm never going to lie to you. Mike. On Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi there. I got a question. I'm under the impression that we all have a Fourth Amendment right to our bodies and uh, the privacy thereof. Therefore, these COVID mandates are just plain unconstitutional. Am I correct? Is it the Fourth if Amendment? you are going to fight fascism with reason and logic and the founding principles, you're going to lose, kid. But I agree with you. And you're absolutely unequivocally right. And the fascist scum don't care. After all, you've got to put it in your body for the John Denvers in Oak Park with their toenails sticking out with no paint on them. And, and by the way, they're down for the minority neighborhoods. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna help the south side of Chicago. How are you going to help me? We're going to boycott a distribution center that's going to hire hundreds of you. Oh, thanks for the help, Oak Park communists. It's really working out famously. Liz in Arlington Heights. Hi, Liz. Liz? Hi, how are you? Wonderful. How yes, are you? I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Great. I was just, um, my daughter's a nurse. She's been a nurse now for about three years. She's worked this whole pandemic without a vaccine. She's now being strong-armed by her practice to receive the vaccine. What type of legal um, recommendation could you I'm give gonna her? I'm going to tell you, there, there, there are... There an are attorney, anyone she can contact? There was an attorney I interviewed yesterday. Boy, oh boy, I wish I had her name. Misty Callahan would have it, but she's on the other line. Um, there are Jen Ellis. Jen Ellis, good call. Jen, Jenna Ellis. Sorry, Jenna. So, I mean, oh, come she's on. a Trump attorney. 
She's a Trump attorney, but she also works for an organization that wants to reestablish Thomas More Society. And I really okay. think I've also had a young kid on here who has an organization that's similar to the ACLU. And I think it's time you do that. And in fact, you should point out the fact she's been a for- first responder since day one. She gets to make the decision. And, and Exactly. As she said, she's a patient, too. Liz, I wish you the best with it. I really do. But ultimately, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out, especially when you're referring to these states like the one we live in. These are people who feel, exactly. feel very comfortable telling you what you will do, not what you can do or should do, what you will do. It's a scary time in America. God bless your daughter. Thank you very much. Matthew and Desplaines, I'm sorry I didn't get to your brother, but tune in tomorrow because, after all, I'll be back in 21 hours, and we're going to fight against this tyranny. We are going to push back. I choose freedom. I choose America. You can have the Chicago scum Democrats that ruin everything they touch. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.